Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive-through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. That's BullRunFestivalOfLights.com. Whether a date night or family holiday outing, Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights is the perfect way to experience the magic of the holidays. The half-mile walk through Vienna's enchanting Meadowlark Botanical Gardens features lighted nature themes and sparkling displays. Get your tickets now at winterwalkoflights.com. Extend your holiday season and beat the rush with a weeknight visit in November or early December. Plan your visit and buy tickets at winterwalkoflights.com. That's winterwalkoflights.com. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We're taking over. I'm ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Remain standing for just a second. I want to go to Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. Revelation 12, 11. Our series this month is called All These Issues, Healing for Your Soul. Your soul is your what? Mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. That's where all your issues exist in, that, in those four areas, your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. Revelation 12 and verse 11, it says, And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they love not their lives even unto death. Look at me. You're not living until you've died to your will to live for his will. I'm going to say it again. Every day you spend trying to find yourself is a day you've wasted life. What does he say? They did not love their lives to death. Watch this. God says, I need you to die to what you want, and I need you to live for what I want. Make this declaration over your life. Say your first and last name. Say effective immediately, a death certificate for your will has been issued so you can live for God's will. Now, New King James says it like this. I like how New King James says it because New King James says, and they overcame the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Anybody in here got a testimony Wednesday? Anybody got a story that you could tell somebody to say, I should have been dead, should have been gone, should have been messed up, should have been jacked up, but somehow I am still here. Somebody say, I got a testimony. Father, do what you do when you do, how you do when you do what you do when you do it, because you do it so well. Customize, tailor make this word for us, your people. In Jesus' name, somebody give God glory before you grab a seat right there. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Sunday, I asked you this question. How many of our current issues are from past scars? And we learned on Sunday that a scar is a mark left where a wound, burn, or sore has not healed completely. Let's stop right there. A wound, watch me, means that there's been a cut. How many people in this room, you have been, watch this, cut by some people, cut by some situations, cut by some circumstances? A wound is unique because, watch this, you had to get close to me to wound me. Y'all not talking. A wound is significant because, watch this, a wound implies that I trusted you and my trust was betrayed. I gave you access and my access was betrayed. I, I let you sit at my table. I let you ride in my car. I let Y'all not talking to me. Is there anybody that's ever been wounded by somebody that you did not expect that wound to come from them? And the trip about a wound is that sometimes you don't even know you've been wounded until you discover there's blood on your clothes. 
You don't even know that you've been wounded until you look and see that there's blood that's going down on your body. And sometimes you don't even know that you're wounded because you get so used to being so strong that, let's watch this, you've learned how to take wounds and still still be standing. But the problem is, is that, watch this, that wound is bleeding. And now that you're bleeding, you don't have what you need to move forward. But I dare you to look at your neighbor and say, God's going to heal your wounds. Tell them, say, God's going to heal your wounds. A wound, watch this, not just a wound, but a burn. Somebody say a burn. A burn means, watch this, uh, not only did I trust you, but a burn means, watch this, you were malicious in your intent toward me. You ever help somebody and because they were afraid you tell the truth about them, they started lying on you, yup. You ever been burned by somebody that said, I'll be there, and they couldn't be counted on? They said, I got your back, and they didn't have your back. What they did have was a knife to try to inject it in your back. You ever been burned by somebody that you gave some money to, and they knew they wasn't going to pay you back, but they took it anyhow? Are you hearing what I'm saying? A burn, watch this, a wound, and watch this, a sore. A sore implies that this has happened over time. Which means, watch this, this wasn't something that was acute. It, 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 wasn't, it wasn't a wound where you stab. It wasn't a fire that, that gave a burn. Watch this. A wound means, or excuse me, a, a sore means, watch this, this has taken time. You, you, you've been doing this for months. You, you, you've been doing this for years. You, you've been saying one thing to my face and doing another thing behind my back for a long time. This, this is a sore because it has been developing and it's been developing over time and so my body got used to dealing with it and handling it but the reality is, is it did not completely heal. So now what we have left over is a scar. Oh, but I think there's a few people on a Wednesday night in church in Denver that can throw your hands up and give God 10 seconds of glory that he's the God that can heal your scars. 10, 9, 8, come on Wednesday, 7, 6, 4, 3, 2, 1. Somebody say, Lord, heal my scars. The problem with a scar is that a fibrous tissue develops where the scar is or, or where the wound or the burn of a sore was. And this is significant because, in other words, watch this. A scar implies you have learned to live with it. So much so that, watch this, when things aren't hard, you think something's wrong. Scarred people think everything has to be hell. Scarred people think it ain't no relationship unless you're arguing. Y'all not talking to me. Scarred people think that, watch this, everything has to be a fight all my life. Do you not realize that what God's going to do for you in 19, you fought for in 18? Shut up. Do you not realize that what God's going to do in your life this month is because of the hell you went through last month? Stop thinking that everything has to be hell. Touch your neighbor and say, I don't have time for that. You will think stuff is wrong when people are nice to you. You literally will think people have a motive because they spoke because you're scarred. You literally, when people are kind to you, they trying to get my draws, child. Ain't nobody, don't nobody, you ain't, stop all that. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. And Doug Bishop is about to come out because I don't have that much time to preach tonight. What they want from me. Maybe you've been nice to a whole lot of people. And the people God's bringing in your life now. He says, I'll give it to you from somebody else. Let me prophesy. God's bringing people in your life that recognize your value. That recognize your greatness. That recognize your contribution. You ain't going to have to prove to them what you bring to the table. Because they're going to see it. Somebody say, Lord, do it. Fibrous tissue develops, which means I've learned to live with it being unhealed. I'm used to it. It's part of my presentation now. It's part of my whole attitude. I go around and I, I wear it as a badge. Okay, y'all don't want to talk. Some of you ladies, you wear your scars. And you shield it in all your extra. Oh, you want to get quiet on me? Fellas, some fellas, you wear your scars. And 
And, and it's in your silence. It's in your, it's in your, watch this, your toxic masculinity. I'm a big man on campus and everything about me is big and everything. Y'all talk to me Wednesday. You came to church to get a word. Well, you're proving stuff to people that don't even care. Y'all not talking to me. You, you, you're walking around trying to look at me. I'm somebody. I, I, can I tell you the greatest men in the room, watch this, aren't the men trying to prove something. They're the men that are serving. The Bible says that the greatest among you will be them that serve. That's greatness. But you'll wear your scars, and it's easy to see it physically, but what about the scars to your soul? What about the scars to your mind? You were four years old looking at porn. What about the scars to your mind? You, you, you saw your father hit your mother. What about the scars to your mind? You, you, you saw stuff that, that you didn't know how to process when you saw it. You, you, you saw fights you didn't know how to process when you saw it. You, you, you were exposed to things you had no business being exposed to. You knew what crack was as a child. You knew, let me get in your business. You, you, you knew too much and you knew it too soon. You kept getting in grown folk conversations because your mama brought you around and you became her de facto man when she was mad at her husband, y'all. <laughs> well, what about the scars in your thoughts? See, your thought process can be scarred. How do you know a thought process can be scarred? Because you will literally defeat before you ever took a step. This ain't gonna work. How you know? This ain't going to work. Have you ever done it? No. But I just know it ain't going to work, though. I rebuke you thinking you got it figured out. Why do you rebuke that, Bishop? Because many people in the room tonight, before you've ever tried to take a stab at it, you convince yourself it couldn't be done. Can I tell you, you and I, like preacher, you and I serve the God of the impossible and the God of the improbable, which means he will do what they say can't be done and he will complete what they say cannot be completed. Stop saying it can't be done just because your thought process is scarred. Say, Lord, heal my mind. Thoughts are scarred. I ain't going to talk to somebody. I'm scared. I, I, I ain't going I, I to say nothing. They, they ain't going to hear what I got to say. No, how? Your thought process is a scar. So rather than solve the problem, you run. I rebuke the runner and every person under the sound of my voice. I declare you're going to stop running from problems, running from issues. You're going to stop running just because things get tough and difficult. But I declare you're a problem solver. I declare that you've got what it takes to stand firm and get to a solution. If you believe that and receive that, say, Lord, do it in me. What about the scars in your will? When you've taken some L's, your will, your, your will is, is, is a little... A little, little loose, a little weak. When you've tried to start a business and failed, your will is a little weak now. Because you're scared to lose $100. <laughs> Lock them doors up. I'm just getting started. Wait till Friday. No, watch, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me. Because by the end of this month, you've got to be totally out of your issues. <laughs> Let me try over here. By the end of this month, you have got to totally be done with these same issues. You can't take this stuff into May. You can't. Somebody say, I can't do that. You can't be like your bloodline. Come here. You can't bleed like the others. You, you, you can't be like your friends. No, you got to be the, let me introduce you to yourself. You are the curse breaker in your bloodline. You are the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. You're the cross line crosser. You're the boundary breaker. You're the history maker. Somebody say that's who I am. Your will can take some hits when you've lost some stuff. When you've had people do you wrong after you help them, your will takes some hits because now I ain't helping nobody. You won't help people at the grocery store with their groceries. I, I ain't helping her. I'm not helping anybody. When, 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 you've, 
when you, watch this, watch this, watch this. I'm going to come down your row. When you've given everything in a relationship to get nothing, now new people who deserve your everything get nothing. Because my wheel is scarred. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to try again. So I tell myself I can't even do it again. Because what if your role is getting their wheel to follow his will? And you ain't got to wait till Friday. Father, send it in the room now. I need you to throw your hands up and say, Lord, I receive that now. Oh, come on here. I need you to believe that God's going to give you the will to try again. He's going to give you the will to move forward. He Let's move. Let's move. What about your emotions? When your emotions are scarred, you're overly emotional about everything. You take everything personal. People are going to say, you know, I want you to do it like that. You just hate me. I want, I want you to do it like this. You, you just don't love me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's quiet around in here. When, when your emotions are scarred, you take every, everything as a personal attack. Somebody can say, I want you to sit over here. Well, why you want me to sit over here? Why you didn't ask her to sit over here? You have chips on your shoulders. You got a bag of lace. And they ain't even barbecued. They, 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 they one of these experimental flavors. Everything's an issue. If I walk on the stage and don't look directly at you in your eyes and smile, he don't like me. I ain't going back to church. I can't even see you. These lights are too bright. <laughs> Everything's personal. Everything's personal. Everything's personal. Have you thought about it like this? What do you mean, have I thought about it like that? Because your emotions are scarred. See, you're 43, but the truth is, is the scar your mama gave you at 12 is who you really are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We got a, lot, a whole lot of grown folks that are scarred young folk. And you know what happens? Then you do it to your kids. So now your kids get the same scars you got because you didn't get healed before you reproduced. But I declare, even if that's been the case, the God we believe in, the God that we pray to, has the power to heal to the uttermost. Say, Lord, heal my scars. So here it is, here it is, here it is. You become used to living with what's unhealed. And, and I need you to hear me, and I need you to hear me real good tonight. Uh, this happened to the children of Israel. We learned this on Sunday, who in one night, they were saved from 430 years of Egyptian slavery. It's called the Lord's Passover. It begins between now and Friday night fire. It is literally the night, watch this, where Pharaoh said, go. After 10 plagues, Pharaoh said no 10 times. And then on that last time, what ends up happening is Pharaoh lets them go. Amazingly enough, you want to know why Pharaoh didn't let them go? Because Pharaoh wanted to let them go. You want to know why he didn't? God hardened his heart. Amazing. Because could it be that your delay was actually divine? Shut up. Could it be? Now, what's taking so long is God saying, you haven't learned yet, so I need to leave you in there a little longer. Could it be that what you've been complaining about was actually done by God? The Bible says that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. He said, because I'm going to get the glory over Pharaoh so that Pharaoh learns, don't you ever mess with my child again. There's some people in your life right now that think they got over on you. What they do not understand is God says, I'm about to get the glory out of this. The Lord's Passover. It, it, this is the same way with salvation or being born again or becoming a Christian. In one prayer, we're saved. But after salvation, we begin the process. I gave you that church word on Sunday called sanctification. Would you say it with me? Say it like you're a good old southern church. Say it. That that's, literally means to be separate. Whenever you want to be like the rest, God has to leave you by yourself. Because you're supposed to be sanctified, which means I'm set apart, 
which means I'm not supposed to be like everybody else. I don't talk like everybody else. I don't walk like everybody else. I don't live like everybody else. And watch this. And people will try to pull you into the church. Why are you doing all of that? Why are you going to church? Why are you giving? Why It don't take all of that. That's because it don't take all that for you. You ain't sanctified. You ain't set apart so you wouldn't understand. Salvation got them out of Egypt, but sanctification gets the scars of Egypt out of them. And here's what you need to know. This process makes you confront yourself. Because watch this, you can no longer blame an enemy because you're dealing with the inner me. They couldn't blame Pharaoh no more. He was gone. They couldn't blame their mama no more. They didn't live in a house no more. They couldn't blame daddy no more. He, he, you, you're missing it. Some of you, watch this, where you're at right now is God has taken away who you were able to blame. Mm. He's taken away what you were able to blame. You blamed it on your job. You blamed it on your mom. You blamed it on your dad. You blamed it on this. You blamed it on your boss. And you're still in the same mess because God says this ain't got nothing to do with your enemy. Right now, your sanctification process is making you deal with your enemy. And dealing with us is a trip. Because life is easy when I get to blame you. It's easy when I get to say to them people. But it's difficult when I got to say, what about me? Mikey said it this way. I'm dealing with the man in the mirror. Asking him to do what? Change his way. And no message can make it any clear. Come on, choir. If you want to make the world a better place. Good, we'll take it. We looked at Exodus 1, and we saw the scars of Egypt. They were a lack of belonging. The scar, when you feel like you don't fit, you feel like, watch this, you, you feel like you should quit. I can't tell you how many times in this journey of planning a church in Denver, Colorado, I've said, Lord, am I even called? I'm coming. Not because I doubted me, but I questioned the response. Ah! I, I, I could not understand. I could not understand. But Lord, am I even, look, I got a million other things I can do. I'm a renaissance man. I can go build a business. I'll find a business. I'll buy a business. I'll start a business. I'll get, I can do something. This is for you, sir. And I said, Lord, if this is you, why is it so much hell? When one of the women in scripture was pregnant, she said she was pregnant with twins, Jacob and Esau. And she says, she says, Lord, if this pregnancy is of you, why the struggle? She says, why does this hurt so much if this is supposed to be heaven on earth? Y'all, y'all, if I'm supposed to be manifesting heaven in the earth, why is this creating so much hurt? See, whenever God is making you deal with your scars, you feel alone. We learned that on Sunday. What's this? You feel like you don't belong. Number two, you're feared for your potential. We learned that on Sunday. Number three, you're mistreated without cause. People will do you wrong for no reason. These are the scars we deal with in Egypt. Watch this. Then we learned on Sunday from Exodus 1 that we're afflicted with heavy burdens, which means, watch this. I got, watch this. I got way more on my back than I should have. I'm dealing with way more than I should have because there should be somebody to help me carry it. Watch this. I just want to know if there's anybody in here where you thought you were going to have somebody else to help you carry it away. And at the end of the day, it was still you carrying it by yourself. And if you're not careful, watch this. That scar can make you bitter. Y'all not talking to me. You're feared for your potential. You're mistreated without cause. On Sunday, we learn you're afflicted with heavy burdens. Watch this. You're busy but not productive. You do a lot, but you just don't have a lot to show for the lot you do. You had four million meetings and it still ain't done. Y'all ain't talking to me. Watch me. Watch this. Somehow, watch this. You're still here. We learned this scar from Sunday. Uh, that the children of Israel were still there, but there was no other explanation but God. Now, watch this. The last of the scars from Exodus 1. Why is that important? Because when, watch this. The somehow, when you can't figure out how, can create a scar. Because now you're trying to re-engineer something you can't because it's a miracle. 
You're trying to figure out how you actually got through last year. And God says, there's no explanation except me. Wait a minute. Who wants this? If you look back over your life, it's a whole lot of stuff where you've been trying. How did I? How did I? Baby, it was never you. The only explanation is God. I need you to throw your hands up and say, thank you, Lord. You can't actually reverse engineer it. Because when you do the math, it still doesn't add up. When, 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 you, when, you, when, when you look at it, I like people who shout at me and, and say, come on to me like that. I, I know you're getting it that way. When you're quiet, I don't think you get it. Come on here. Would you slap your neighbor high five and say, somebody got it tonight? And tell them and say, and you're going to get it tonight too. Matter of fact, Matter of fact, prophesy to your row. Say, our whole row is getting breakthrough tonight. You ain't saying it like you mean it. Say, our whole row is getting breakthrough tonight. Bishop, why you be walking across the stage? Because I'm about to be in an arena. So I need to get myself ready for where I'm headed. Watch me. Watch me. The last thing that you scarred in Exodus 1 is with lots of bitterness. And bitterness is a trip. Because, see, bitterness means the pain is over, but the residue remains. I learned when I started losing weight, I've lost 95 pounds. And glory to God. I wasn't really trying. <laughs> but I watched this documentary during the Daniel fast, and I changed my eating. I, stopped, I did a whole lot of stuff. In fact, I'm getting ready to do something where I'm going to personally coach people to, to be fit and all that. Now, you need to understand, you're going to lose that weight. <laughs> Bishop, I didn't do it. You didn't do what? <laughs> no, just joking. Just joking. <laughs> you're going to be able to get sizes you never imagined. I'm a, you're going to be changing stores. Watch me. But... <laughs> Because people always ask, and I give it to them real fast. And what I realize is for most people, the information doesn't really matter because they don't have, watch this, any accountability. Mm. So it doesn't matter what you know if you don't have anybody to hold you to what you know. Watch, watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me. Um, and so the reality is, is when I started losing weight, I, there was an unintended side effect. Is I started, watch this, realizing that I carried a lot of bitterness in my weight. And I didn't realize people had tried to make me hate them. And some of them succeeded. Amen. Such a neighbor say, keep it real so you can get healed. And when I started shedding weight, I was like, I don't like her. Why am I so angry? I can't stand people like that. I can't stand men like that. I So I let it go. Touch your neighbor and say, let it go. Who are you still mad at that forgot they even hurt you? <laughs> Watch this. Who are you mad at? Watch this. They still don't even think they hurt you. Bitterness, watch this, is dangerous because it is what you do to yourself. Y'all not hearing me. Pain is what somebody did to you, but bitterness is what you do to yourself. And I'm going to need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, no bitterness in my life. No bitterness. Say it like you mean it. Say, no bitterness in my life. No You're doing that to yourself. When you see somebody drive with the same kind of car as them and now you mad. Is that her? Is that him? I'm doing the best I can. One of our digital harvesters talked about the drummer and they were saying, they, they were so excited because the drummer, they could hear everything he was saying when I'd be preaching and shouting and all of that. <laughs> Y'all get some love from the band now. <laughs> And I went back and listened. I said, he sure do be shouting at me. Watch, watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. You, 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 you see certain commercials, and it triggers bitterness. Holiday Inn. Yeah, that's where the hotel, motel, Holiday Inn. That's what. Social media, for many of you, triggers your bitterness. Hmm. And what's amazing is you keep going back to it. 
Did you see this? Did you see her smiling? Did you? Yep. I'm coming for your road tonight. I'm coming for your road tonight. Because, baby, you ain't walking out of here bitter. You ain't walking through Easter bitter. You ain't walking into May bitter. Somebody say, no, 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 no. And what's funny is you'll go back to it. And start reading the comments. Move on, move on, move on, move on. It's supposed to be a quick work. So those are the scars, right? And then we learned on Sunday that scars keep you from going far. Their process to be healed should have took 11 days. But according to Deuteronomy 1 and 2, it took them 40 years because healing is a choice. Now, here's what's significant. I need you to choose to be healed, listen to me, and not to be right. Because the reason many people don't heal is because they're so focused on being right that you need to realize certain things are never going to be settled. Y'all not saying that. See, there's certain people like, but well, he just needs to admit what he did. He's never going to do it. Stop, stop, stop. She just needs to take responsibility. She don't take responsibility for nothing. She ain't going to do it now. Some of y'all are waiting on apologies that aren't coming, and I need you to forgive them anyhow. Why? Not for them, but I need you to do it for yourself. You might preaching through here. In a minute. If you're honest, many of your issues are from you. You want to be right? You want to tell your truth? Sometimes God will let people do things to you where you never get to tell the truth. And you just have to sit there and deal with the fact that who going to believe it, going to believe it. And who ain't, ain't. And if you don't, I'm fine with it. Because if you're with me, be with me. Can we go Bible? They that were of us could not depart from us because they were with us. And they that were not of us had to depart from us so that it might be made manifest. They were never of us. Let me say it, let me say it another way because maybe the Bible's too deep for you. Let me go storm from X-Men. If you're going to be with me, be with me. Or she said, if you're with us, be with us. Check this. Check, check, check this out. We learn that healing can feel lonely because it's your healing. We, we learn that healing will humble you. It will test your obedience. That to, to heal you, God, this is Sunday, will change your appetite. Why? Because a new diet can heal you. See, I could have ended the message saying that your scars are things you can show to other people to show that, that watch this, that God can still use scarred people. But the truth is, is watch this, you're much better when you're healed. Because when you're scarred, it comes out in everything you do. Some of y'all serve scarred. You worship scarred. You give scarred. You shout scarred. I say shout, you're like, hey. Your shout is scarred. But tonight, but tonight, we're going to leave an anointing in this room so that come Friday, as soon as people walk into the building, cancer's going to be healed. And as soon as people walk into the building, bodies are going to be healed and debts are going to be paid. Somebody say, Lord, leave an anointing in the house. It's an anointing, Bishop. It's a grace. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. I'm just about done. Watch me. You still here? Uh, but, but the truth is, is I learned that scars can actually be healed from your diet, watch this, and from what you apply to them. Some people never heal because they keep eating the stuff that made them sick. You keep revisiting what needs to be ended. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that. Y'all not saying nothing to me. <laughs> Watch this. Watch this. <laughs> to heal you. <laughs> Watch this. You learn to make it with without you with without what you thought you needed. Some some of what you don't have is God saying that's gonna heal you. 
Because see, you were able to drown, watch this, you were able to cover, excuse me, your scars with your money. So you just went shopping. I feel fine, I had some retail therapy. Some of you watch this. Can, can, I, can I get real? Can, this is Wednesday. Can I get real? Oh, no, y'all don't want me to. Okay. Can I get real? Some of y'all, God took away who you would call in the middle of the night. Watch me. Because God says, you ain't going to cover this scar with sex. Y'all not talking to me. You ain't going to cover this scar with going back to what you used to. It's time for you to be healed. So God took some of y'all booty call away and he said, you ain't going to be able to call them. Y'all not talking to me. You ain't going to be able to reach them. Watch this. You ain't even going to be able to stand them no more. When you see their name on your phone, you go, yeah, 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 I need you to give God glory that, watch this, he took away what you thought you needed so that you could finally be healed. Somebody shout, yeah, yeah. Please stop. Then, then, then to heal you, we ended with this on Sunday that he gives you security during the process. Can I tell you why the process of healing, we learned on Sunday, why it was in Deuteronomy? Now, when they leave Egypt, Exodus, where's their process of healing chronicled? Deuteronomy. Say why, Bishop. Deuteronomy means to say it again. Deuteronomy means second saying. Watch this. Watch this. Deuteronomy means testify. Their healing isn't chronicled. The same way it is in Deuteronomy as it is, or excuse me, in Exodus as it is in Deuteronomy. Because in Deuteronomy, God says, I need your scars to be a testimony. You can't testify for what you're still tested by. You, you come here, come here, come here. You can't testify about the test you still in. There's a song. Anybody grew up in church? There's a song called Order My Steps. Y'all know the lyrics. Let's say it. Order my steps in your word, dear Lord. What's the next part? Send your anointing. Father, I pray. Order my steps in your word. Doom, 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 doom. Oh. No, but here's what I had. The verse was, the verse was, what's the verse? I'm going to need my Googlers to Google. Oh, you know what? Tell me the word. What's the verse of the verse? No, just tell me. Just tell me. Just tell me. Humbly I see. Teach me your will. While you're working, help me be still. Satan is busy. Stop. Then she say, but God, you're real. Wait a minute. Satan is busy, but God, you're real. Baby, you still in that test. You. I need you to get this. I need you to get this. And when you get it, I need you to, I need you to put a praise on it that gets it. Bitch, why you got us praising God so much? Because your praise is a weapon. See, while you're receiving, your praise is fighting. Mm. Why you got me touching my neighbor so much? Because when you agree with your neighbor, you and your neighbor going to get breakthrough. I need you to not be stuffy. I need you to not be religious. I need you to not be stuck up. I need you to not have your head on the clouds because I need you to know that God wants to get you healed from your scars. Watch me. Touch your neighbor say, watch this. God says, watch this. The reason you're going to be able to testify is because the test will be over. You, 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 you can't testify about what you're still tested by. But I believe there's some people in church on a Wednesday night where God says, baby, you've been doing good. And come Thursday, your test is going to be over. Somebody say, yes, Lord. Say, yes, Lord. Be seated. Watch this. It's in Deuteronomy. I'm done with this word. Because God says, this is going to be y'all's testimony. 
Say it again. Say, say it again. God says, you're going to tell them what happened. But when you tell them, you're going to tell them from the promised land. Let me prophesy to myself since y'all ain't going to say nothing. You're going to be able to tell them when you were at 14100 Jewel. But you're going to tell them from the Coliseum. Yep, you're not saying nothing to me. Somebody say, I'm going to tell it from the promise. Watch. Revelation 12, 11. And they have conquered. Him. Him is the enemy here. By the what? Blood of the Lamb. Say, Lord. Remember I told you that your scars could be healed from what you put on them? Interestingly enough, leeches are used. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Mommy, do it. Watch me. Leeches are used whenever life needs to come back to a place where something has died. So what do they literally do? A leech will be applied to a situation. It'll be applied to a part of your body so that that leech starts sucking blood. And when they suck blood, the life comes back. What you trying to say? Jesus says what was trying to take from you, baby, that was really bringing life. Thank God for your leech. Thank God for your leech. Thank God for your loss. Somebody holler, thank you for my leech. Thank you for wasting my time. Thank you for, thank you for betraying me. Thank you for giving up on me. Thank you. Leeches are used. Are you here? Leeches are used. A nasty, dirty, stank, ratchet situation is used to bring the blood to your situation. I need you to know that what you thought was your worst was really God getting you to your best. What you thought was your valley was really God getting you to your mountain. What you thought was going to take you out was God really bringing you back to life. I need you to say thank you for my leech. Watch me. <laughs> and they overcame the enemy by the blood of the lamb. The leech is used to bring the blood. The stuff that takes from you is used to bring the blood. I don't think you're catching it. See, when Jesus shed his blood 2,000 years ago, his blood was shed. But how is his blood reapplied to our lives? It's through the stuff that seems like a leech. It's the call you get in the morning that makes you want to cuss. Who are the real people at church on a Wednesday night? Maybe, maybe you don't know nothing about that, but Somebody, somebody might know something about that in here. Are you here, church? The leech is used to bring the blood. And they overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Here's a testimony. I'm done. This is supposed to be a quick word. <laughs> a testimony is what you did right, what you did wrong, and what he did to make all of that work together for your good. It ain't a testimony if it's blaming. A testimony says, I own that. I own that. That was my fault. That was my fault. That was my fault. But he took the good, the bad, and the ugly. And he made it work together. For what? My good. He took the hurt, took the wound, he took the burn, he took the sore, and he took it from a scar. Watch this, and he turned it into my story. I need you to get this. Why is this so important, Bishop? Here's the last scripture. 
last scripture. You ready? James 5.16. Here it is. Give me a couple minutes. We're just going to set up for Friday. I'm setting you up. It's the setup. It's like a good episode of TV. I'm setting you up. And then I'm just going to end. And you're like. <laughs> Why? Why do they overcome the by the blood of the lamb and then the word of the testimony? Say testimony. Right here in James 5, 16. Therefore, confess your sins one to another. Now, that's English Standard Version. New King James Version says it slightly differently. Every version says it slightly differently. One version, New King James says, confess your trespasses. Trespasses is when you stepped out of what you knew you were supposed to do. Like trespass is like, I know I have no business over there, but I trespassed. I, I did something I had no business doing. I, had, I said something I had no business saying. I dealt with people I had no business dealing with. I had conversations I had no business having. What's this? I uncovered what I had no business uncovering. Therefore, confess your sins one to another. Sins. Let's just look at this verse. Can we look at this verse? Sin means to miss the mark. He said, tell your story, your testimony, your scar. Watch me. Watch me. To who? One another. That's hard. Because how many times have we shown our scars to only hear our story repeated, y'all? Is there anybody in here where, so you learn how to not do this. Because mm. every time I tell somebody they don't do nothing, don't say nothing. So what the enemy wants you to do is to be, watch this, to shut you down. Be ashamed. Feel guilty. Feel condemned. Y'all not talking to me. Feel defeated, feel confused, feel unworthy, feel like a failure. Why? Because look at the verse. And pray for one another. I want you to read the next part to see how you get your scars healed. That you may be healed. Wow. He said, if you want to see healing, you're going to have to tell somebody. You missed it. Remember, my question was, why is there a story of healing in Deuteronomy? What does Deuteronomy mean? Testify. Say it again. Tell your story. So then, why does he put it there? Because that's the same way you have to get healed. Confess your scars to one another. And then, watch this. Pray for one another. Notice what he didn't say. He didn't say dig it up no more. He said, and pray for one another that you might be what? Healed. What you've been scared to do is why you ain't healed. I don't want nobody to know this about me. I don't want nobody to know that about me. I don't want to say this. I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that. So you live in a prison where you're battling all this internal stuff. And God says, the only way you get healed, put it up. You got to tell somebody. Why does he say tell somebody? So then that way you get to tell your story. Nobody gets to tell it for you. So when people try to bring your past up, you can say, I told my own story. You can't use against me what I said about myself. So here, here's the challenge. Here's the challenge. Y'all got this word tonight? And they overcame the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. 
Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this for me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. To those who visit Mickey D's for their favorite breakfast item and then go somewhere else for coffee, give this Mickey D's brew a second chance. The glow up was real. Try any size iced coffee brewed with 100% Arabica beans for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with a savory sausage McMuffin with egg for $2.79. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.